Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Listening to the best best friends podcast in the world. Who do you think you are? I am. audio friends uh you're not as cool as the video friends but you know you could change that we get a solid five minutes of ranting in before we start the audio guys that's five minutes of gold that you missed out on yeah ask uh ask paired pints he he never saw the intro and you could you could see the video intro on the stream live with us you can experience it for the first time with paired pints (laughs) um all right everybody welcome back uh, to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts. It's your number one source for all things craft beer related. The internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops, high fives and friendship. Solid. Solid. Solid as a rock. <laughs> I am your host, uh, El Crispus Maximus. Um, the Sultan of swag, the maestro of, I feel like you're just adding titles on the fly. Yeah, I'm, 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 I want to put Maestro somewhere. Maestro of... Malt? Malt. There we go. Hey. Maestro of Malt. There you go. All right. And the uh, the king of the crunk. Tom. And I'm your other host, the Hot Master General, the Royers Ford Rattlesnake. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's Dan. All right. All right, everybody. Welcome back to a, another another edition uh, in the year that is late 90s, early 2000s hip hop. We got uh, just a real banger. Oh, man, it's a uh, max tonight. We are going. We're bringing the hype train into this podcast. We did not need any. It, we didn't need the spress tonight. Yeah, Dan. we didn't need a spress tonight. This song is our spress. Yeah, I'm a little under the weather. I didn't need any caffeine for this. I, I feel like I like the song got me so hyped. I'm sweating. I'm I got back sweat from it when we listened <laughs> to it before this. Just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit, a little, yeah. little back sweat. Yeah, the barometer went up a little bit. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> going from six to midnight. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. It's the uh, the best best friends podcast in the world, and the show will begin right. Like, sitting back with this mic in my hand, spitting hot shit, trying to see grand. Imprinted on my mind every minute. Make my plans, and you always in it, y'all. Uh, such a vibrant thing. Vibrant thing, a vibrant Dude, this thing. This song just hits. And even though we both fly, give each other space and not the evil eye. Acting like grown ups. Don't even try to. There we go. Let's fade that out. Let's fade that out before Facebook takes us down again. Yeah. And, uh, you know. <coughs> Mark Zuckerberg wonders why his uh, his stock is plummeting. <laughs> um, Chris, um, I made it. 
<laughs> Sometimes I get damn good. That's it's a that's a good one. <laughs> that was good. That was good. Uh, it's Hillsborough Hops. Uh, Hillsborough Hops, the minor league baseball team. Fun fact: minor league baseball teams have the best hats. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, I think we need to do some housekeeping, then we'll bring our guest on here. Let's do it. Uh, I know I know. Uh, Jen is probably just like punching her screen, like, just bring her on. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Uh, you know the deal. Uh, it's not on my iPad. <laughs> That's for, for damn sure. I don't know the deal. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> um, coincidentally that's where we also get our wi-fi ryan yes yeah uh actually that's a you know, burger we that's where we go we go to get our medical dev- uh advice you know when i'm feeling sick i go down to the burger king i type in webmd on their uh <laughs> Their burger computer. Is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? Yeah, yeah. Um Mooey. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right. Um let's get this going. Uh follow rate review. Uh give us a follow on all major platforms. Uh give us a rating. Dan rating? Five star Five party. Star party. Uh shoes a review. Good scathing make funny. it funny i don't know tell us we shop in the child section of uh target i guess you know i really do miss the funny like ratings yeah like nobody has left us a re- like the ratings are going up through the roof true to roof true to roof oh, ripping that off <laughs> i had to <laughs> <laughs> the ratings are great but ah oh, man we just don't have the reviews and i we i haven't the read reviews. A, i haven't read a good one in a while help us beat the algorithm guys we can if you guys just type in some reviews and hit the hit the follow on follow follow on follow follow on follow like we told you, yeah. we'll beat the algorithm. We'll put us up there in the, uh, you know, Nigeria puts us up in their the top ten of their podcast. Yeah, food and beverage. Wait, was it Nigeria and who was it before Ghana. that? Ghana, Ghana, yeah. And they're making you guys look like a couple, a bunch of slapped asses over here. <laughs> you know, we're over here just you know. I, I mean, we're just kicking ass. So you got to follow unfollow. If you break the algorithm, hey, Look at that paired points coming through. Oh, coming up sweet. Um, Hey, beat the algorithm. I heard if you unfollow, follow, unfollow, follow us in your bathroom with the lights off, Steve Jobs will appear in your mirror. So just try it. Yeah. Essential oils cure cancer. He's just rolling in a grave. He's like, you're beating the algorithm. (laughs) Eat a couple oranges. (laughs) Um, All right, everybody. And guess what? Best way to support the podcast. (laughs) You know, you know how to do it, everybody. Give me money. Money me. Money now. Me a money needing a lot now. Yes, we a money needing a lot now. <laughs> uh, yeah, so support the podcast through donations. Uh, so you can do that on uh, anchor.fm slash best best friends pod slash support. It's a mouthful. We couldn't change it. Um, they don't give us that option. But uh, yeah, send us a uh, send us some money. We'll make it worth your while. You, you scratch our back, we'll scratch your back. Or send you feet pics. Sure, you can do that. I don't know, maybe. Dan, Dan, I'll have to shave the knuckles on my big toes. <laughs> I got kind of like a like a Hobbit thing going. <laughs> Dan's gonna send you a picture of him doing the American Beauty with hops. Yeah, yeah. I'm just as, gonna, as discussed pre podcast. Yeah, pre podcast. I am just gonna lay in hops and do a NSFW hop sensory <laughs> project for you, only on only cans. Only on OnlyCans.com. Exclusive. <laughs> um, 
All right, everybody. Uh, and as always, we are still a part of the Hopped Up Network. Hopped Up Network is an ever-growing group of independent uh, independent beer podcasts. Uh, if you like our podcast and you want to find podcasts that might be like ours, check them out. Uh, www.hoppedupnetwork.com or follow them on social media at Hopped Up Network. I'm just going to blame the Q-tip. You're just too hype right now. I'm so, You're this, just buzzing. This is, this is more than, this is more than, uh, <coughs> than Spress. Oh yeah. I'm, 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 I'm cranking on a different level here. I think we're back. We're back in our game here now. You know, wow. we're bringing brewers back. We, Ooh, got, we got, we, we got messages for other brewers that aren't on the podcast through the podcast. It's like podcast inception. <laughs> we're quantum leaping through the podcast. Hey, Chris, Chris, save your question for next week. Yes. <laughs> Next Tuesday at 8 p.m. live in Phoenixville at Root Town with Warwick. You. Yeah. <laughs> All right, All right everybody. Let's bring our guest. Let's bring on. our guest on. All right. Um, she is a new kid on the block. Not our block. Not our block. Not our block. A block in Western Pennsylvania. That Yinzer block. Yeah, around Pittsburgh. That, uh, that Blue Slide Park. That, yeah. that Mac Miller style. She. She. Her. Her shirt game is just, just un, unmatched. Chef's kiss. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, with her with her headband game, some people call her the Tupac of brewing. I think that's just you, Tom, but it's cool. It's cool. We'll make it stick tonight. All right. So the Tupac of brewing. Let's bring her on. And... Uh-oh. Whoa, what do we get here? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's Katie Sullivan. Oh, hold on, let me let me do hold our. On, plan do you have here. a better applause? Because we do. Our golf clap is terrible. Yeah, there it, there is. it is. See, that's that's an applause right there. All so right. My uh, my husband actually calls me Kate Dog. Oh, Ooh. all yeah. right. I like that. <laughs> Smoke weed every day. I've never <laughs> shared that before, but you can have it. Yes. R.I.P. Already 30 seconds in, we're breaking exclusive here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got stuff coming in here. Uh, Chris White, Dunkel's back on. Oh, Nitro soon. Brown Ale. Okay. Whatever. Um, it's all garbage anyway. Oh, looks like Jen joined in on the applause. There. Oh, we got. All right. We got. We got hey, applause to the screen and. It was noticed already. Oh, uh, yeah. Jake's Martini. Yeah. Didn't take that long at all. <laughs> I've never been. I really want to go. Um, uh, it's my dad's bartending t-shirt. So, but I love it. I was born in Westchester. Circa 84. Oh, man. Yeah. This is fantastic. Well, Katie, thank you for coming on with us. We are going to be indulging in some... Coven beer. Oh, so, yeah, I should say she's from Coven Brewing. I know. <laughs> she's really dropped the ball on that one. We Tom. really got into the, uh, into the applause there. Yeah, yeah, real. Yeah, the applause made it all worthwhile. I just forgot entirely what we were doing here. I was like, oh, thanks, me. Yeah. Way to go, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get it together. We'll get it. Yeah. I'm still, I'm still hyped up from. I'm all, I'm all vibrant, thinged up. <laughs> the Q-tip was pretty good. Yeah. 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 There's Under- never a bad time for Q-tip. No. No. Um. All right, so we're going to get into some beer. Um, We've we got a, a nice list here, and uh, we're really excited. I mean, this is a very uh, eclectic list. Um, actually, some beers that we've never kind of brought on the podcast. Yeah, so um, we're so stoked. I think we need to we need to start popping off soon so we can get everything in because we, we're going to have a lot of beer talk, a lot of brewery talk. Um, what what do you want to start off with, Katie? 
I think the um, River of Ferns is probably the the starter move. Okay. All right. Yeah. We will. Uh, we will. Pass awesome. it. Yeah. We will defer to you on that one. All Thank right. Thank you so. for putting ferns on the can so I could see it in there. Yeah. I was like, which one? Is that was the one with the fern <laughs> on it. Got yeah. it. Um, all right. So we're going to be doing River of Ferns. It's their farmhouse. I think it says Farmhouse Saison on there. Yep. Farmhouse Saison. Yeah. Uh, Who's the farmhouse on there? Um, so I actually, uh, you can you can tell me if I'm wrong here. Um, I kind of feel like I'm not a farmhouse. So uh, okay. I think it is a Saison, um, but my brewery is definitely in the city of Pittsburgh. Um, uh, okay. So I feel a little bit like... Um, I think it's untapped trying to... It's their overbroad cat. Oh, category, yeah. It might be say. like you have to kind of... Oh, it does say Saison. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, yeah. you're labeled correctly as a Saison. Um, untapped is labeled correctly yeah. or incorrectly. Go ahead. Homer Boo. Do it. I mean... Boo untapped. Yeah, boo we you untapped. the same way, not untapped, so it's okay. <laughs> um, so this beer is coming in at a 5.5% alcohol by volume. It's a, oh, we're getting pinkies up on this one, Dan. Cezanne dried hopped with Nelson Sauvin. Notes of gooseberries. I heard the gooseberries taste like gooseberries. The schnozberries taste like schnozberries? Yeah. And one way to find out. muscat grapes, muscat grapes. Yeah. What? Have you ever had like uh they're super aromatic and they're like these kind of like funky, juicy, like green grapes, but they're not like foreign supermarket grapes, they're just like kind of like amped up. Um and this uh the Nelson Sauvin hops that I had for this beer just kind of seem like uh green grapes like turn up to eleven. Oh um, wow. Okay. So I definitely always get kind of a white grape from Nelson. Seven. Solving. Solving. <laughs> but that's awesome. I am ready to uh, yeah. crack this. Let's get. A, I'm gonna let you do it, Tom, because we all know how you crack beers so well. Yes. They pop on my chin. All right. Got your, got your towel. Got your towel ready. <laughs> no, I lost. No, my towel is dirty. It's no, it's no moss. All right. Three, two, one. Do it. Oh nope. Got me right in the mouth that time. That's ah, all right. Tom. Little. little <laughs> it's a little pre-taste. All right. Let's get a nice pour on this one. So this beer kind of came right, was it right on time here for it? I guess when you got home, it was here? Yes. I'm, was here. I'm all about the photo finish. Yeah, that was <laughs> <laughs> In a very wet box. Uh, I don't know what's going on with uh, FedEx. It's probably because of the, st you guys had some storms out there today, did you? Um, today was pretty nice. Uh, I guess it might have rained overnight. Um, and, um, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of ice in there. Yeah. I think it was just the ice cause, uh, <laughs> it came cool. Uh, so I think just like the ice melting, but I was just yeah. looking at it like it's duct taped on top and the bottom is all wet. And I was like, Man, this this UPS driver must have been like, what am I delivering like organs? Oh, right. <laughs> so I had to like come up with like when, when I started shipping beer, I had to come up with like a very reliable like lie because I'm not good at lying. So I had to like kind of really rehearse something that I could say without being like, um, it's uh, just a birthday present. Um, <laughs> I just go and, with the podcast merch. Yeah, but I was like, I, we do a podcast. It's merchandise. Yeah. Well, yeah, what was super funny is um, when I went to UPS on like a Saturday, they were like, and what's the name? And I was like, uh, Best Best Friends Podcast. And I 
know your names now. But <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, uh, <laughs> that's it's awesome. Hot sauce. <laughs> it's hot sauce. All right, let's get a uh, a drink here. Cheers. Cheers. Slancha. Yeah, I'm like clearly like moving liquid. And they're like, what's in here? I'm like, T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Just merch, whatever. Well, the um, so like when you get at, uh, I get um, most of my fresh yeast from Omega Yeast and they usually ship it in this box that's perfect for sending beer. Oh, it's yeah. a square and it comes with ice packs and it's got insulation all around. So if you just repack it with two four packs, it's like the perfect size. But you got to cover up all of the Omega yeast tape because uh, like that, that gets questions. I've used the uh, like the uh, the home chef, like the meal, mm-hmm. like the meal kit boxes there. It's the, literally the same thing, like the the foam line. Hello, line. fresh boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Here's uh, it's 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 cold, but it's T-shirts. T-shirts <laughs> yeah, need yeah, to stay yeah. cold Except so they stay fresh. They're crisp. It's, yeah. it's the starch. All right, so Dan, let's uh, let's get into into this beer here. Um, I guess before we got into the sip, uh, white grape definitely on top. Oh like, yeah, that uh, definitely has that kind of uh, like white grape I always get from like Nelson Savon that I was talking about earlier. Uh, so definitely get that. Um, never had a gooseberry, but no, you know, I'm hoping that gooseberries do taste like this. <laughs> They're kind of similar. It's like this, like green but fruity floral flavor um uh, which that, definitely lends to saison i mean the saison yeah. profile there but especially with the floral and the fruit yeah it's definitely i'm getting like a white wine kind of a uh, kind of vibe to it like it's a little dry um getting that grapey grapey flavor to it um grapey flavor grapey flavor uh it's definitely I don't think I've ever had a a Saison like this. Um, The hops are coming through really nice. Uh, I think with the amount of hops coming through, I've never had a Saison like that. I like the dry hop with the Nelson. Yeah, I'm I'm like a hop lover's Saison right here. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I was expecting a little bit of like that, like a kind of like that sour tart that you kind of get on some Saisons. Um, But this is... I think the flavors work really well with it. Um, It definitely gives like that gives a little bit of that, like farmhouse ale vibe to it. It's like, it's, it has that, the, the fruitiness from the grapes and then it has the earthiness still in it um, coming through. It's very bright. It has a a very fresh characteristic to it. Yeah. Um, A good carb bite on it. Uh, The head retention is really nice. Um, we have some solid, solid lacing on the glass here. So all, all signs of a quality, quality beer. I've been just, uh, admiring the, uh, artwork here. Uh, I like the minimalist style here. Um, yeah. So my business partner, Trevor, uh, designs all our labels. Um, and they're like collage based, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm really into them. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, over time, I want to get into some kind of more mixed fermentation saison, but it's a style that like is pretty important to me. Like I came up through making saison, and I think it uh, there are some really approachable ways to make that kind of beer um, that 
I'm very interested in because I want other people to love it too, without having to necessarily like go through the deep dive on like Belgian culture that I think is really interesting to me, but I would love to just have somebody be like, here's like a juicy juice beer. <laughs> oh, by the way, it says that. Like, so you might like something that goes a little further next time. Or, you know, you just pour a bottle of, uh, is it, uh, did you see what they cancel on? They were pouring it with the uh, slushy or something. It was on Pills Nourish's uh, Instagram. <laughs> just pouring I mean, that in slushy. I was like, <laughs> we are uh, all about the tricks. Like, I, I will get a slushy machine as soon as I can, like, put it in my budget. Um, so I'm not <laughs> yeah. Or you could just, uh, never mind. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm, you know what, Dan? I mean, I wouldn't Dan, be putting down in my slushing machine. You know but, what? It's uh, a, 120 episodes. I'm going to take the high road on this one. Oh, okay. 120 episodes in. I'm going to take the high road. Oh, man. It's going to make an imprint joke, but. You took the high road. Okay. High road. Nice. High road. It's because you, you had a dry hot pills in last week. So yeah, it, mm. yeah. Yeah. I could say a lot about that, too. But you know what, Dan? Yeah, high road. You know what? You're well, high road, Tom. You have just such a like a positive attitude tonight. Like, like whatever the Q-tip did to your brain. You could say you could say that my wires. attitude is a vibrant thing. It is a very vibrant thing. <laughs> um. So, tell us about. Uh, so you're you're a newer brewery. You opened yep. up in April. Yeah. So, not a full three months yet. So, tell us about the process, like the the decision to open up a brewery. Uh, I, I think you're. You're the first brewer or brewery that we've had on that has opened so recently. Yeah. I was going to say the newest brewery we've had. Yeah. On. I think yeah. we had, I think we had Jen on and she was like, yeah, my friend's opening a brewery. And we're like, we got to have them on. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I mean, you guys had, um, uh, from Pittsburgh, at least like Trace and Necromancer mm -hmm. on yep. there yeah. and they're like, they've now both passed a year. Um, but we haven't even been open for three months. Um, I guess, uh, so for almost three years um, prior to this, I was brewing at Dancing Gnome in Pittsburgh. Oh, cool. Um, and Trevor was also working there kind of as taproom, like, leadership. And that's where we met. Um, weirdly, like, our college, like, significant others also went to high school together and we almost ended up in the same like art school program playing lacrosse in college that that never happened so we were kind of like oh like we almost met when we were 19 and like now <laughs> here we are later um but uh just after a while like um i love a lot of the beer that dancing note makes um but I, before that I worked in like mixed fermentation, hard cider. And before that I worked in kombucha and I have some experience like working with local farms and I just kind of have always liked experimenting with like kind of different ingredients and like saisons and, um, started to want to like do my own thing. Um, and Trevor and I started talking about that in kind of an abstract way and maybe last summer um there is a brewery still operating a beer garden here in pittsburgh called roundabout brewery that uh had been around for about 10 years and they were kind of just looking to like scale back and retire but they 
were hoping that they could like sell their brewery equipment and location to a new aspiring brewery because it was like really hard for them to get off the ground, um, like cobbling together the financing and like having worked at a whole bunch of breweries prior. Like they were like, you know what? It was so hard for us to open our own brewery. We would love to see it become someone else's brewery versus just like whatever property development thing happens here. Um, so they listed their equipment on Pro Brewer, which is like a industry, like a beer industry classifieds site to some degree. Beer industry Craigslist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, there was this like post where it was just like turnkey brewery, like you can buy the equipment and take over the lease and like in Pittsburgh. And uh, where we're located is this neighborhood called Lawrenceville. Um, and we're right on this main street that's like, uh, very like popular for like dining and like nightlife and there's a lot of like bars and other breweries and so um it's a a very good like foot traffic location um and trevor and i had like already been kind of starting to talk about like we'd like our own project someday like what does that look like and we saw this opportunity and we were like well what the hell we try to make this work maybe it does and we want to brew it and if we if it doesn't work out, we learn a ton for like however we might want to do this down the road. Um, so we started talking with the the previous owners of our location, um, Steve and Diana Sloan, and ended up like purchasing their equipment and taking over their lease. I think in uh, we kind of signed with them in October, and then like we actually moved in in February. So. Um, between February and April was just us kind of like renovating the tap room and like making beer and finishing our licensing. But yeah, I don't know. And uh, now we're open. That's awesome. You finally got out from under the heel of that horrible dictator, Andrew. No. um, (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, you'll brew eight hazies and you'll like it. (laughs) I I am a. uh, They're doing their coach service now. I I am, as I mentioned to you before we got on, like, I am a defender of the hazy IPA. Um, You hear that, Tom? I am not a hater. I'm outnumbered. Great hazy IPAs. Uh, But I just like. I think I just like I have worked for a lot of different like small beverage business people and I just sort of wanted to like cast off for the good and the bad of that yeah it's kind of cool that this uh this brewery wanted to kind of sell this like package deal to somebody aspiring to start like they knew the game they knew the hardships they like knew how like tough it is to you know get off the start and yeah. they went ahead and, you know, offered this kind of like basically almost like a turnkey setup, like, hey, come in, brew your beer, you know, make the tap room yours. Like, yeah, that's a really cool, uh, really cool concept there. Yeah, it's it's been a really good like opportunity. I think it um, is sort of a funny brewery because um, a lot of it is uh, like it's kind of cool. Um it's been a lot of used equipment that was used when they started like on their own, like bootstrap budget. Okay. Uh, so as far as like our brew equipment, like it's not fancy. Um, my mash ton is a converted dairy tank with screens to like mash into. 
Um, and we have a lot of used fermenters that are in perfectly good condition, but like, uh, the previous owner didn't tell me tons about it, but like, I know we have like a couple tanks that came from like around Pittsburgh from like breweries that have closed or merged or like whatever. So like, um, it's sort of neat to be like, Oh, like that tank is from that brewery and like yesteryear and like that tank is from that place. Um, (laughs) so it's, it's a little piece of history and that comes with its own quirks, but, uh, it makes beer. Hey, (laughs) that's great. It makes beer. It makes beer. It's like a home brewer. Dave, we had on a few weeks ago, his, Mm -hmm. his glycol chiller is a window unit AC (laughs) that he uses for it. I have been through some trials with my glycol chiller. I would not like to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you didn't know, uh, Freon really sets off the flavor of a nice beer. (laughs) Uh, you got Jen in here now. Katie is the first woman brewery owner slash head brewer in Allegheny County. Yeah. 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 Good on yins. You know, good on on yins. You're you're down. You're downtown doing your thing. (laughs) Hell yeah. uh, I was trying to get here with me because I can't. I am actually from another city that you can love to hate. Um, I am originally from Baltimore. Oh, I love Uh, love Baltimore. Yeah. And I love it in Pittsburgh, but I can't keep up with you on the like. The yins, yins and downtown, and we're going downtown, no. and then we might take a trip over yeah. to Sliberty. I will say, I love the fries on everything. Like, I think that's fantastic. That's one of my favorite things about it. Like, how do you yes, feel? How do you feel about the coleslaw? Uh, I don't like eat that many sandwiches. More my vibe is like like a uh, Pittsburgh steak salad because you get lettuce, but then you also get ranch and cheese and steak and fries. Yeah, so you like feel healthy but you get junk food so i went to i went to robert morris and we our art center was in the arts district and the building there had like a like a little cafeteria at the bottom of it and they had this salad that every time i went there i would i'm like i'm getting this salad it was a steak salad it was just steak and fries and then they they put the they put the the fries over the steak, and then they put the cheese over the fries, so the fr- the the cheese melts. And then, I mean, the only dressing they ever use in Pittsburgh is ranch. Um, cheese too, or Italian. That's mm, not true. I I don't think I've ever seen anything other than ranch. <laughs> That's where I was in, introduced oh. to dipping my pizza in ranch. Oof. Okay, so Oof. I we have like two pizza places down the street. And when we first moved up here, like me and my husband were like getting a pizza and I was like, oh, babe, like ask them for some ranch on the side. And he looked at me like I was crazy. And I was like, just do it. My wife does um, the same thing. <laughs> I, it is definitely not. It's not my forte. It's, uh, it's and, so uh, good. And he was like, and my wife, she wants ranch on the side. And they were like, cool. How many containers? <laughs> <laughs> we did. It's a, oh, that's Pittsburgh right there. <laughs> so, so the, the, uh, the pizza place that was our local college pizza place. Shout out hometown pizza and, you know, gone, but not forgotten. Uh, <laughs> they, you didn't even get, uh, there, there you go. Uh, like <laughs> Bear points. Pizza and ranch is a national treasure. You didn't even get a choice. They put it in the box. Like, like the garlic butter sauce. <laughs> Papa John's. Yeah. It was just <laughs> in the sauce. It was in the, in the box, in with the box with, yeah. the, with that little table that keeps the, uh, keeps yeah. the box from hitting the pizza. Yeah, first, and then it would, you get chick, uh, chicken bacon pizza, and then you dunk it in the ranch. Okay, see, I could do like a chicken bacon pizza with like ranch, 
but like like a traditional like red sauce like pepperoni pizza <laughs> and, in ranch. So I good. Just can't do it. And and you got you got two when you ordered a large, you got four four sodas with it, and your choices were Pepsi or Mountain Dew. That's it. <laughs> the end. No diet. No Sprite. No nothing. No Fanta. No. No Fago. Pe- no. Pepsi. Oh, come on, it's Pittsburgh. There's no. got to be Fago out there. It's close to Detroit. <laughs> there is Fago. There um, is Fago. I don't know about like at your average pizza shop, but like definitely the gas stations have Fago. Can I uh, can I put out something that might get me hate in the chat? Yeah. Uh, uh, a treat is just Fago with a different label on it. Shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. It really. You put is. some respect on that name. It is. A treat is not Fago. It comes in the same bottle. <laughs> uh, it's it's the same flavors. What is? Who drinks it in a bottle anyway? It Drink comes it in, in a can. bottle. Oh, I've only ever seen it in that nah. that like deucer bottle. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, the two liter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two liters are for the like you know the birthday parties, but if you're I was we always got the cans of Atreet. The classic like labels and everything. Oh, the sarsaparilla. Yeah. Two liter is when you're on like the Mountain Dew lifestyle. You're like, this is all I drink. Yeah. Appalachia. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink all this and I'm gonna pee in it later. <laughs> Can pee in the empty. <laughs> Jesus. Is that if you're in that two liter lifestyle, that's what you're doing. Well, I'm just gonna veer this off. Speaking of empty. <laughs> Final thoughts on the oh, beer. We're gonna stop talking about pee bottles. <laughs> Final thoughts on the beer, man. Uh, it's super refreshing. One last sip. Um, very, um, definitely very white grapey, um, like white grape Chardonnay kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Um, really nice. Um, yeah, just really well rounded. Thanks. Oh, man. Andy, you're doing the Lord's work right there. Or your friend's doing the Lord's work right yeah. there. Friends with the guy who brought back A-Treat. It's so awesome. I swear he just bought a bunch of Fago and relabeled it. Nope. <laughs> shut your... You shut that mouth right now. Shut your stupid, beautiful mouth. <laughs> shut up. Um, I'm going to reiterate what I said before, um, you know, upon the first couple of sips. This is a uh, like a Hop Fans Saison right here. Um, the Nelson Savon is like beautiful on top compliments the saison very well uh the white grape coming through um like i say i can't imagine what gooseberries taste like but they taste like this i i want to get some gooseberries now um this is just a very well balanced beer especially with a dry hop probably nothing too characteristic about a saison but putting that dry hop in there just made a very well balanced like hop lover saison for me yeah i i yeah, yeah agreed hell yeah yeah um, all right, so we're going to get into our next beer. But before that, I think we should do something we forgot to do last episode, Dan. What's that? Let's open up those phone lines. Oh, phone lines are good, open. I think it's a good good episode <laughs> to have the phone lines open. So call in with your questions. 484-302-8252. 484-302-8252. Uh, you can call in uh, for our awesome stream listeners or viewers. Uh, call in live with your questions for Katie. For us, for whatever, um, for the audio only listeners. Um, Just kidding. We like you guys very much. Keep listening to the podcast. <laughs> Do not listen to Tom. Call in 484-302-8252. Leave us a voicemail. The vibrant thing is wearing off. <laughs> yeah, yeah I've got, I got a, I got some beer in me now. I'm starting to get bitter. <laughs> Just get, the, the jaded craft beer podcasters coming yes. out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can feel the curmudgeon coming out of me. <laughs> starting to get dark out to full moon. 
Um, oh, not that one. Nope, that that one. There we go. Paired points. Goose. This is our our resident. Uh, I want to say he's a chef that's a, a not classically cha- trained chef. Yeah, he is a food. He does food and beer pairings. So gooseberry. <laughs> Gooseberry and cherry reduction on some grilled vegetables could possibly go well with that. Ooh. Hard pass. I don't know. Are you like one of those people who like doesn't eat green stuff? Oh, no, I love green stuff. But gooseberry and cherry reduction on green stuff? Yeah, I feel like if you have like a like a bitter, a bitter one, like asparagus, maybe something that's a, like a bitter vegetable. You could probably do that on a nice like a nice pork chop or pork tenderloin. Ooh. OK, yeah. yeah so I kind of think like uh, like the the like with like like you pair things with the place they're from like to me that hop i got that hop from uh this company called freestyle hops try not to be too much of a nerd but like they're doing this really awesome research in new zealand um they're okay. also the same people that make phantasm if you guys have heard of oh yeah like, oh yeah we've had the phantasm yeah. uh we discussed um, it here on the podcast so like that's that's probably the nicest uh like bag of nelson sovereign hops i've ever opened and i was just like oh i'm gonna try not to fuck this up um <laughs> uh but i feel like that with like some lamb would be like super bomb that would be nice and it's yeah. it's funny though you mentioned because that's that marlboro region that's oh, really yeah. famous for like <laughs> wine and stuff so like that's like a lot of the hops coming out of that region in the marlboro region yeah it's like marlboro new zealand yeah yeah, yeah it's uh, uh, i actually listened to an interview with the guy who like cigarettes grows <laughs> the hops or something and uh apparently um nelson is a place so it's weird to them yeah. that in america they we say nelson sovin because that's like saying like like that's like saying like philly cheesesteak oh okay or like I mean, uh that's- like say the region because to them it's like the place is nelson hmm. nice. they just say sovereign that philly cheesesteak is pretty uh, uh we only have an hour left on the podcast and i can't get into a cheesesteak debate <laughs> I, can't, I can't either i don't i have no i have no content for that. Be um, one. <laughs> yeah. i can't back it up <laughs> everywhere outside of philly is different yeah All peppers right. don't belong in a cheesesteak they never do all right what are we uh what are we gonna go with i will i'll defer to uh to the brewer uh, I think next up, you guys should do any more obvious the IPA. All right, let's. Uh, you don't have to uh, twist Stan's arm here. So we're gonna do any more obvious. Uh, again, guys, uh, you can follow along with all of our beers. We will eventually get uh, get them uh, updated. I'm just I'm slacking on it. I have a a big backlog, and it's it's one of those things. It's it's piling the on. The last top time you had a big backlog, he sent me 36 photos. It was like, here you go, Dan. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to post every single one. I'm uh I I I volunteered uh as tribute to uh to update the the uh the untapped so you wouldn't have to get my backlogs thrown at you. Uh so uh you can follow us on Untapped uh and you know how we feel about Untapped. Uh at Best Best Friends Pod. That's uh and that's at Best Best, Best Friends P O D. We have been sorely slacking on the POD drops. So. It's because Sonny refuses to come on the podcast. I know. Um, all right. So read our DM, Sonny. <laughs> uh, any more obvious? You promised in the video that I paid you for. Uh, <laughs> any more obvious is a hazy IPA. 6.2% alcohol by volume. 
uh, featuring a dry hop with the classic trio. Come on, <laughs> just the, it's the buddy cop of of hops. Riggs, Murtaugh, and then buddy uh, hop. Who was uh? They're buddy hops. Yeah, it's a buddy. It was Riggs, Murtaugh, and then who was Joe Pesci's name? Leo Getz. Leo Getz. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, Citra, Simcoe, and Mosaic. This one is drinking with big fresh orange, honeydew, and papaya juice notes. So there you go. This is uh, it's an IPA. I'll crack this one for there you, you so you're, you don't get it right to the face again. Uh, I'm gonna I'm in the splash zone though. Right. Three, two, one. Oh, nice. And nothing on me, Tom. Hey, look take, at that. Take note. <laughs> All right, so uh, tell us a little bit about this beer here, Katie. Yeah, um, I kind of feel like like Citra is in every hazy IPA. Um, but I, I think it's kind of a calling card for like what your process is, is some combination of these hops. Like a lot of people will make like basically this beer and if it ain't uh, broke, don't fix it. <laughs> uh, I, I really like this a lot. I think it's like super like melon forward. It's got like a lot of like really cool, like orange tropical fruit flavor. Um, I was going for something that was pretty juicy and I really, I'm big on like, if I'm not drinking beer, it's usually like tiki drinks, um, <laughs> but I'm really into. So like, I think that's a, a type of flavor I pursue a lot in my like New England IPAs is like this big, like kind of just balanced, like juice flavor. Nice. Umbrella drinks. Yeah. 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 <laughs> there you go. All right. Katie, Slancha. Cheers. Ah, nice hazy, Tom. Mm -hmm. I told you I'm coming back around on them. Ooh, They're good. That is a lot of melon in that mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Um, It smells like right on the nose. It smells like it takes me back to like when you're first getting when like the hazies first started coming around. Like, yeah, this was like every crack. Like, mm, it just smells like that. Like juice factor. It, it kind of smells like. All right. So. I was at a brewery uh, last summer, a beach brewery. I'm not going to name them, um, but I went there and I ordered, uh, I ordered an IPA and I asked the, the bartender, I was like, oh, what is this hopped with? And she was like, I don't know. And I was like, OK, um, so I, you know, I tried it and it it tasted like, you know, like an IPA. I was like, yeah. oh, it's Citra Mosaic. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this is a classic Citra Mosaic IPA. And this is kind of like what I as far as like the smell goes, that's what I'm expecting. If you just put this in front of me and went, this is a hazy IPA. No, I agree. But I agree with you as for, as far as like very melon forward. Um, you know, Simcoe is always a nice addition in there because it gives you just like that, that little bit of bitterness. It swings back it. around mm -hmm. on the back end of the, uh, of the sip to remind. That's like what the juice needs yeah. to like hold it down. Yeah, it swings back around to remind you that like you're it's still an IPA. There's a level of bitterness to it and that kind of comes in at the end and just it's a it's a nice like and you said before, like balance and we talked about it mm -hmm. with the uh the Saison. It just it balances it out. Like all of that melon forward, like just sliding into a nice like like bitter dry finish right there. Yeah, the like an IPA experience should be I mean, as long as it's not a single hop, like a New England 
IPA or an American IPA or whatever they're calling it now, hazy IPA. It's hazy. Uh, yeah. BJCP has been updated. Um, oh, yeah, that's right, 2021. 2021. Are they really going to call it that? Yeah, they have it in there already. It's the hazy uh, IPA uh, category. I mean, that's what it just it's it just makes sense. Like to me, New England IPA honestly is like like petty topper mm-hmm. into yeah. the sunshine. Lost, and if you yeah. have one of those beers now, they're so different from like what like something like this beer is. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. That they're related, but like. But with with these with these hazy IPAs, it should be there should be like a journey in the in the flavor profile. You know, you get you get the aroma on your nose and then you have your, your flavor up front and it should just be a journey until, you know, the flavor dissipates. It's, you know, you have that the beer's journey. Are you taking my yeah. beer's journey? Oh yeah. We haven't used that in a while. Yeah. That was mine. Um, yeah, it, it, it should, I feel like it's great to like have that, uh, like that fruity citrus and then it kind of goes into the, you get the bittering hop on the back end. Like, yeah, it's kind of you're going from fruity juicy to hey, this is still an IPA. Oh yeah, you know? I love beers that kind of circle, uh, especially hazy IPAs that circle back around that like don't have an overly juicy finish that still kind of have that lingering bitterness because you know IPAs to me were like the you know the bitter the better you know growing mm-hmm. up and like having IPAs you know it's American IPAs with dogfish head and stuff especially I mean you grew up you know in Baltimore and everything coming through like. So I grew up on the Eastern shore, actually super close to dogfish head. Yeah. That was like my OG. Um, so like, uh, I think I'm probably like in craft beer because of dogfish head. Like I could like go there to the, uh, pub on like in Rehoboth beach and like 60 minute was like what I was like one of my first beers. Yeah. That was always my shift beer. Uh, like, uh, like early years bar backing, I would always have like 60 minute, I, to be honest, I'm in the craft beer because of Dogfish Head as well. That was, yeah. you know, that got me, yeah, that took off for me. But you also have Maryland breweries like Flying Fish and like Heavy Seas that are. Flying Fish is Jersey, isn't it? Is it? I thought Flying Fish. Uh, was I don't think that's Maryland, but I'm that's not Jersey. sure. Um, We've had them all here. Oh, no, no, not Flying Fish. Who's the. Uh, Shit, uh, um, flying Dog. Flying Dog, yeah. The oh, one that. Frederick, yeah. Yeah, the one that uses uh, the. Um, the I don't like the B word artwork. What? Oh, the raging B word. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. Flying dog, and uh, you have like, was loose cannon? Was that? Was I that think they IPA? only got away with it because they put a dog cannon? on the uh, on the yeah. yeah. Loose cannons, heavy seas. Yeah. Yeah. And then they have um, like their hype beer with like the that beer is sneaky. Uh, it's like some like set like loose cannons like like seven something, but like you can kind of it's like balanced enough that you mm-hmm. can just sort of put it down. And then by the time you've put enough of them down, you're like, oh, I'm hammered. <laughs> yeah, that was like uh like when we first kind of got into craft beer, like we would go through like we would find a brewery that we liked and we would try and get like, beer from them all the time. And that was like yeah. we went through a, a heavy seas phase. Heavy seas was one. Anchor was one. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we uh, we were huge fans of steam beer. And then Rogue. Uh, yeah, Rogue, too. I mean, mm-hmm. Rogue was just like quirky so we just yeah we were always into their labels and always into the styles we always did like different things in those bottles yeah. and it was you know it was fun you know craft beer and it's early you know early aughts and everything you know kind of shaped our profiles and what we yeah. what we drink and 
you know, it's great to hear that like Dogfish Head was a big inspiration because you do have a nice like lingering bitterness as I'm drinking this. It's like, ah, this is an IPA. This is nice. <laughs> well, something this is I always nice. loved about like uh, Dogfish Head is like, I think for me, I've done like a lot of different stuff in like my career. And um, what's always been a driver for me is like the ingredients. Like I like kind of seeing what they can do. And Dogfish Head is really cool because they're very like they'll they'll put anything in a beer, but they have the resources to make it really, really well. Yeah. So uh, I remember like I'm sure they still do this in some capacity, but they used to do the bomber bottles of like the ancient ale series. Is yeah, called it like the sati and like the like um, Midas Touch was like the honey beer that they made, and like they did all these cool things where they like put different ingredients in their beer like before that became like sort of more normal yeah and like that's what i was drinking like when i started drinking i'm just like oh you can put anything in here <laughs> like <laughs> if it tastes good like you know i mean it's it's pretty well documented on the podcast but dan and i were like opposite beer drinkers when we first started drinking. yeah we were like the the odd couple yeah dan dan wanted like everything like more bitter that he's the the ABU or the IBU wars. Oh yeah, I was the, I was the grizzled veteran. I just wanted a nice bitter beer. I've been through all of them, and I just <laughs> wanted darker stouts. Yeah, you're like that wizard in that commercial. Dark uh, yeah, beer, dark beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so give us a little bit of your your brewing background. Like, how did you get into brewing? Yeah, I. Uh, that's like always a hard question for me. Cause I think I just like fell in a rabbit hole and then like, I'm still going to the bottom of it. Um, I like right after I graduated college, um, I have an installation sculpture degree, which is not a job. Um, <laughs> and so I graduated and was just like, uh, and someone gave me around that time, a kombucha culture. I was like, hey, you might like this. Um, and I just sort of started like <clears throat> making all these like beverage fermentations that I thought were really interesting. Um, I ended up working for a kombucha brewery and also like started beer home brewing at the same time uh, and just thought it was really interesting and like because my art degree wasn't a job like this other thing that I was making was a job um even though it just didn't like my parents I think for years were just kind of like what are you doing <laughs> um but I just kind of like kept brewing stuff and uh there was a point like when I was home brewing kombucha and beer and not really understanding that like sanitation between the two is like essential um, I don't do this now because I've I like fucked up this one apartment that I lived in, um, like in terms of how it's uh, the culture in it. Like any beer that I made got infected um, from like the kombucha also being just like I would get them out on the same day. Oh, um, okay. And a couple batches of beer like kind of turned sour. And I think this was like right around when um, that American Sour Beers book came out and I started reading it also. And I was like, oh, I just infected all of my clean beer. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. Here's, the, here's this chapter. Beer. Don't brew kombucha yeah. next to your beer. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, we just can't use the same stuff. Um, 
but I saved, I remember some of those like early batches of beer. I was like, well, I can always throw it away later. And so I like would throw some of the like infected beer, like into a carboy, forgot about it until I was basically moving out of that apartment. And then like opened some of it up and was like, oh shit, like this is actually really good. Uh, and I could never make it again, but <laughs> I sort of just like kept going down this path of like wanting to make alcohol and being interested in mixed fermentation. And um, I was trying to get like a brewing job, like a beer brewing job. So I went from like kombucha to hard cider in Maryland. And um, at the time that I left Baltimore, uh, I moved up to Pittsburgh. My husband is a resident at UPMC. So we like kind of moved for his job. Um, and I was like sort of trying to get a brewing job in Baltimore, but I knew that we were leaving. And uh, I moved up here and I was like, all right, like I really want to see like if I can be like a commercial beer brewer. It's something I've been interested in forever and I want to give it a shot. And I kind of reached out to like a couple places that I thought were like doing an amazing job at like making great beer in Pittsburgh and got a job at Dancing Gnome like making beer. Um, and that's kind of like what led me to now and like learned a ton there. Um, but I have like this other background in working with all sorts of stuff like fruit and like mixed cultures and making kombucha, like making non-alcoholic stuff that um, I'm, I haven't like, we're only two and a half months old. I haven't quite gotten there yet, but uh, I'm really looking forward to just kind of like playing with the Rubik's cube of like making something that's really nice to drink, I hope, but um, is interesting. It's hmm. awesome. I it's, mean, it's a pretty interesting journey. Yeah. I was going to say like, <laughs> when you said like the beer was pretty good after you put it in the carboy and everything, I was like, I was like, Oh my God, did she just like leave an apartment and leave like a dirty bomb there that like somebody, <laughs> that somebody else opened. Oh, what is this? Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. It was really cool. And I that never got my like, security deposit back. <laughs> I was, uh, I had like, I was in a homebrew club down in Baltimore. Um, and right as we left that house, uh, I hosted this brew day. Someone had like a homebrew scale cool ship, like a copper, like 20 gallon. Really? Cool ship. Um, <laughs> And I remember, um, I hosted this brew day and like, I took some of the wort, like we made, we did like a turbid, a homebrew scale turbid mash. It was horrible. It was like, <laughs> like trying to like hit all the temperatures. Um, and, uh, we finally get like three carboys with the wort. And like, I took one and two of my friends that still live in Baltimore took some. And like, then I tried to move that carboy to Pittsburgh, which did not like, it just was I opened it up one day and I was like, that's trash. Um, <laughs> you can't, you can't go through tunnels with that. You have to go through with the hazardous materials with the yeah. rest of the truck. Clanking uh, around the back of a U-Haul. <laughs> but eventually like one of my friends like ended up like bottling it and like bottle conditioning it and like, like doing this, like really like thin it, like fermenting that beer out this wild capture and like packaging it up. And I went back home one time and I was like, and they were like, Hey, we have this thing we have to give you. And I like cracked it. And I was like, I can't even explain how like this tastes like that house. <laughs> yeah. Do you think they went back to that house and they were like, 
getting cultures and bring it back. And like, <laughs> I wouldn't put a past them. Um, the one that it's a couple and the, uh, just the getting woman is a, of the walls. uh, she's a microbiologist. Oh, so, okay. uh, she taught me a lot about like how to like streak plates and like isolate cultures and stuff. That's super cool. But <laughs> it was, it was neat to be like, Oh yeah. Like that's, that's my house. Yeah, that's what that like. This one's called counter yeast. It's right yeah. next to the bread. <laughs> right next to the toaster. Like since then here in Pittsburgh. And I'm, I'm not convinced that they're like that wild. Like, yeah, I got wort and I like went out and like put flowers in it. But like, I think like I did the whole thing of yeah. like the full moon. Um, but I think there's like, we also, uh, so like my husband makes sourdough bread. I make miso. We have this big garden. And then like I brew beer. So I'm kind of unconvinced that it's like that wild. I think they're just like <laughs> yeast that live with us. And then if I give them work, they're like, all right, we'll do that thing. Oh, you're just walking through yeast. It just hangs out as like the roommate that doesn't pay rent. Doesn't yeah. pay anything. Yeah, the, the yeast are just, you're treating the yeast like poltergeist that you're just <laughs> living along with. Yeah, I give them sugar every now and then. Sorry. This house is clean. <laughs> um, it's funny that uh, I'm not like a. Actually, I don't like kombucha. Do you like him? Do you drink kombucha, Dan? I actually I drink it occasionally. Yeah. So like every now and then we'll get like a couple bottles at like Target, mm. the one that has the anchor on. It, I forget what it's called. But like we, like yeah. my wife and I will grab a couple. And I just found out where uh, my band rehearses. Uh, there is a kombucha brewery in the same building. Oh, really? And they're doing alcoholic kombucha. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, all kombucha has like a level of alcohol, but they're yeah. like doing like the hard kombucha and stuff. And I, I I, wanted to like walk in and just be like, yo, give me a four pack, man. <laughs> so I realized that I only like kombucha with hops. I like the hops. Yeah. And I, I learned that because just on a whim, I went to a, a poke restaurant or, a, you know, poke restaurant and got, got food. And they're the I only thing that's a Pokemon convention. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, the fridge, it was either green tea or kombucha and it was a kombucha from Baltimore. And Hex. what's that? Hex or wild kombucha. doesn't matter. I used to work for Hex. It might've been wild kombucha. Yeah. It has like a rabbit on it, I think. Yeah. Wild kombucha. Yeah. And they did a watermelon hop kombucha and it was so good. Like it was like the best tasting kombucha <laughs> I've ever had. The only kombucha I've ever had where I drank and I was like, wow, this tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> I will drink more of these. And then I went back and they've never had them since. Oh, I've <laughs> never had you find something like that. It just goes away. Yeah, it's the worst. But <laughs> like I've tried uh, like giant has kombucha. Like I've yeah. had like blackberry hops kombucha. And okay. I mean, I'm like, I'm being healthy, <laughs> like drinking yeah. it. But uh, yeah, Not health. <laughs> yeah, I, I've tried different kinds since and i'm like me, i only like, like it with hops it's less about like less about explicitly the health and like it's a drink with flavor that isn't alcohol so like and that's what i that's what i like about it is like it's like kind of acidic yeah it has like actual flavor and carbonation and then it's like not like maybe max one uh, percent but like uh, it's not actually alcohol, so I can like have it in the afternoon and not like be on a bender. Excuse yeah. me, but dew has flavor and carbonation in it. Oh, Mountain Dew, yeah, and sugar, yeah, and, and but sugar. you can you put a little, you put a little, put a little vodka in there, and then you got alcohol in there too. Woo! 
of that Mountain Dew lifestyle. (laughs) Appalachia punch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I do. I do enjoy. I was going to say, I kind of enjoy kombucha when I have it. Like the the carbonation I like about it. I I guess the yeah, kind of the acidity or like the pH of it. It's just I always kind of find it like refreshing. It's just like every time I have I'm like, ah. I always think of it like uh, I always think of it for some reason. I associate it with like kimchi. Like I think there's like a little Korean lady that pulls jars of kombucha out of her backyard. And she's like, here you go. <laughs> just like kimchi, just fermenting in a jar oh, under underground. Yeah. Underground. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh, man. <laughs> underground. I remember yeah. enjoying kimchi until I found out that people like just keep it in like a jar, like under the earth. And I'm just like, yeah. is that how it's made? Yeah. <laughs> I tried that one time. I'm so not going to lie. I tried that one time and it got like way too warm and it wasn't that good. Ooh, <sighs> warm? <laughs> I think there's something about like being in like mountain Korea that like it works there, but you can't just in the cloud in the cloud lines right there. I had I had it in Park Slope, Brooklyn. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) Underground kimchi. Yeah, there was a little there. So I had it on a hot dog, uh, and behind the hot dog, well, it was a. It was a. um, You had glizzy. Yeah, it was glizzy chi. I had a, I, there was uh, two a glizzy jokes in one in uh, two episodes right yeah. there. <laughs> back to back glizzies. Um, yeah, there was a, the, a sausage house, an Austrian sausage house by my apartment. And uh, there was a, next door was a laundromat and the, the Korean owner did kimchi in the backyard and she would give it to their, the neighbor, the sausage house. And they're like, kimchi dog. And it was, <laughs> the best thing ever yeah i mean pork and kimchi is like really hard to fuck up yeah yeah oh man one right. of the best things on planet earth <laughs> dan final thoughts um so i've said it before on other podcasts um when it comes to like the hazy ipas i always like the more like bitter citrus um like forward ones like the melon ones i've always kind of been like yeah they're okay i like the balance of this one here though with the melon with the bitterness it's given me all of the feels that I like about like citrus heavy hazy IPAs, but like giving me a little bit of the melon and it almost like with the with the bitterness on the nose as I was drinking it, it started to come more like pineapple from melon. Okay. So I started like getting a little notes of that. Um, just well balanced. Um, I usually okay. don't like too much melon forward, but that bitterness really came in and saved it for me. It's great. Cool. Yeah, I'm uh <laughs> I'm uh, a <laughs> yeah, the sausage house. It's a yeah. It's a show on our our radio channel. That's our radio channel. Our sixty nine our, nine our, the sixty nine nine the nut. Our soft rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, sorry. I messed. I messed. I messed up your final thoughts with that one. I should have waited. <laughs> no, this is really good. I, like I said, I'm I'm coming back around. I've been I've been on the uh, the on the on the backswing with the uh with the the hazies i'm coming back around i like a good hazy every once in a while just to mix things up uh you know i am tommy clear beer uh as it <laughs> says here but uh you know a hazy every once in a while just throw a little a little spice in your life um and this is i mean this is exactly what i'm looking for in a hazy uh you know a, a little i i, I kind of like the the melony flavor of it um mixed with the the bitterness of the simcoe on the back end um it's just like like you said it, it was kind of like a, 
a nostalgic and it I mean it was only like two years ago, but from like <laughs> those first like hazy IPAs that you cracked and you're like, what is this? Like I hope this sticks around. <laughs> hope this isn't just a fad. Uh and then like two years later we're like just die. <laughs> yeah. Well the hazy IPA is never gonna die. It's not a fad. It was never it wasn't a fad. Nope. Um it's now a style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of think of it as like uh like uh I'm also really into so like I'm into tiki drinks, I'm really into like Thai cuisine. I like eating that a lot. Um, and to me, like, hopefully a good hazy IPA is like, like those things, it's a balance of extremes. Like, uh, I think lager is like kind of the opposite end of the spectrum. It's like a balance of like, everything is sort of like very simple and you have nowhere to hide, but like in like a hazy, everything is at max. And if one thing isn't like hitting the max, then like it isn't balanced, but it's a balance of intensity. Mm. Yeah, it's yep. like what you mentioned before on the podcast, like the uh, the loggers, like the acoustic guitar, like yeah. that you can't hide a sour note. You can't really do anything with like you have to be perfect. Like mm-hmm. it has to be played perfect on acoustic guitar. Like there's no, you know, there's no distortion to kind of cover like, you know, sour notes or stuff like that. And then you have the hazy IPA that's amped up. That's like Steve Vai doing like twin neck guitars, just doing like <laughs> mad solos and stuff like that. <laughs> um. And I like, I like your, how you brought Thai cuisine in there. It was, it's funny. I was just, uh, describing pad Thai to someone who's never had it before. And I was like, pad Thai is like the perfect dish. It's sweet. It's sour. You put a little sriracha on there. You introduce some heat. yeah. Yeah. You get, uh, a little bit of everything and everything works. Everything works in harmony. And it's, it's so it's, I mean, pad Thai is whatever that peanut sauce it's hard to mess Delicious. up. Yeah. But it, like it functions at 11. Yes. Right? Like, yeah. Like if, if one of those things isn't there, then the whole thing falls apart. And I just had the best, best yeah. pad tie, pad tie of my life. If I don't get my little lime in with my pad tie, oh, man, you got I, am, to. I am pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, where's that lime at? I got to squirt this <laughs> in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, the, I, I think this, uh, this was a, a pad tie PA. <laughs> I like that. I like really that. well balanced. Uh, everything worked well together in in harmony. I like that pad Thai PA. All right, so I think I think we need to do the cafe beer. Tom, you've been salivating about this beer yeah. since I walked into the studio. I think we so. need to get this in. Uh, I want to get this in, and then if we have time, we could do the other IPA. But I, I we need to get the we need to do the the Four. cafe beer. Do you, can I go get one mm-hmm. down from my downstairs? Absolutely. You don't talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> All right. We're, we're taking directions from Katie now. <laughs> She's the producer. Yeah. She had a um, dog there the whole time. You didn't it, see the dog? I didn't see the dog. It's been walking back and forth. It's all I've been concentrating really? on this whole I time. Haven't see, I haven't heard yeah. it. I'm used to hearing everybody's dog. Yeah. So. I'm one of those basic, the basic B words. So we'll, we'll keep it nice and clean for Katie. Uh, basic B words that, uh, you know, when I see a dog, I'm like, I don't care about any humans around. I'm just paying attention to this dog. Dogs roll. Dogs roll. All um, right. So I guess we could just kind of intro this next beer because she's going to be bringing it in, but we are such cool artwork. This is a, this is very, uh, odd logic level artwork. Yeah, it's yeah. very reminiscent of that. Yeah. It definitely has like some of the like abstract that 
they do for uh, yeah. So cans. Um, Coven has just uh, started canning. Um, you know, we were kind of waiting on. Uh, it was a, we were playing a waiting game of. Uh, we I don't know how long ago did we did we reach out to you guys. I think it was I, like right. I after, can't remember. Right after Jen yeah. mentioned having you on, we were just like, "All right, <laughs> like we're so new, we don't have canning yet." <laughs> well, we we uh, intended to open with cans, and our glycol chiller actually broke, which is super uncommon. Um, again, we're on all used equipment. Um, well, we like, learned we learned a couple weeks ago that you could have just took a wall unit and took it apart and used that as a glycol wall chiller. unit AC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like a frigid that's, air. That's about what we're doing right now. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but like to. I have a new one on the way, but to can beer, like your beer has to be very cold in a way that like you can get it on draft, not super duper cold. Yeah. Um, but like the couple degree temperature difference is like key for canning. Um, so that was like kind of what held us up is we just had to figure out like how we could do it hmm. with. No, all the crazy I, stuff that we have going on. When, <laughs> yeah. when you said your glycol chill was out, I went, Oh, we're going to have them in a month or two. We're just going <laughs> to let them, we're going to let them figure this out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and like we, cause we want it too. Like, it's nice to be able to have like stuff to go. It's just like, Oh, totally. We didn't. Yeah. But we're, we're, we're making our work. <laughs> so we're going to be doing borrowed, borrowed nostalgia. Yeah. Um, which we were, we were commenting on the artwork, uh, while you were, while you were getting yours, uh, it's the the collage work is it's very cool and i feel like we we talk about we've talked before a lot about being label shoppers label shoppers definitely um but i don't think we've ever really gone into like how like the artwork works and oh yeah this is uh it's very simple and um very complex at the same time like the collage it's got like a minimalist like background like i love the white labels with just this collage on top of it and just being very simple like this is the name of the beer this is the style just at the bottom right there yeah, yeah. and recycle guys because you can't see it everybody's, everybody's doing, doing it, it. <laughs> <laughs> um so bar nostalgia is a cafe beer with vanilla um so it's interesting um untapped boo uh <laughs> has it listed as a beer de garde yeah. uh you Which, can't DIY style. Right. <laughs> so it's a 7.7 alcohol by volume uh, beer. It's a it's their debut cafe <coughs> beer. It's a style that is an idea rather than a definition. Think beer that lends itself to food pairing. Uh, shout out paired pints. Ooh, uh, I have to I <laughs> have to set one aside for yeah. that. Man. Glass clinking and long evenings with friends. Beer that is easy to be around. Bar Nostalgia is crafted with a bit of chocolate and honey malts, cold condition, and kissed with vanilla. It's dry and smooth, and at 7.7, it's perfect for warm weather refreshment and cool spring fortification. Ooh, I am I'm stoked on that. I heard chocolate malt in there as like a as a Dunkel fan. Like every yeah. time I hear chocolate malt, I just get like a little goosebumps and I'm like, ooh, a little, little, little sprinkle of chocolate malt. I can, I can get down with that. Let's get a little pour here, Dan. Let's do it. Let me count down. Three, two, one. Oh my God. How does it? Oh, dude, it's all over your stomach. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I just got absolutely douched with cafe beer. 
that was I I swear I didn't shake it up. You watched me. Yeah, no, that was uh <laughs> oh boy. That's a new style clone for me. Uh dude Tom, I, you just lay there. Let me go get you a towel, hun. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh that was on a different level of uh of spray down. Yeah, dude, I've never dude your stomach caught all of it. It was like black. I couldn't see because it. Ooh, look at the color on this. It sprayed my face. Six nine nine. Then it. Um. So I I was uh. Let's get rid of this guy here. I was uh unsheathing the uh the beer and uh. <clears throat> Poor choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> As I was I was unpackaging it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well. You know, Matt, <laughs> I do it. I do it for I do it for the the podcast. You know, um, so, yeah, Matt. Some people are into it. <laughs> um, Onlycans.com. Uh, so I I was taking these out of the package and I got to this one. I was because I was inspecting each one. I was like, oh, you know, we got a we got a double IPA. We got an an American IPA. I think it says American, right? Nah, just no, no, uh, India IPA. Pale Ale. It's just IPA. um, and then I got I pulled this. I was like, cafe beer. I was like, what is a cafe? I, I was like, well, cafe beer with vanilla. I'm guessing it's just like a van- it's like a coffee porter with vanilla or something. It's just a quirky name, but it's not I'm right. You're making shit up. What? I said I'm out here making shit up. <laughs> you're you're coining a new you know BJCP yeah. style guide 2026 is going to have a cafe uh a cafe beer section. I'm going to Well, uh you can tell me what you think about it. Um but I am hoping so like I think there's a lot of interesting classic styles. Um this is modeled on a beer to guard. Um that could back to like I'm really interested in ingredients uh be like played with I'm I'm not a purist and I never have been and I'm not particularly in like me personally I like drinking some of these things where like <laughs> like people like <laughs> yes girl Jen is my best best friend I don't know if she feels that way about me but that's how I feel about her um Trademark, uh, just saying <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get litigious um, <laughs> but i think that there's like some really interesting inspiration to be had in like a lot of the classic european styles but at the same time like this beer is not a beer to guard like because of the vanilla so like oh oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Let's get let's, um, let's get a, uh, a. I can't stop yeah. sniffing this thing. This has got such great aroma. <laughs> so. Sancha, as you're talking about it here. But I, I think I, I like for this. I have some other like recipe ideas in mind. Um, I'm hoping for something that is. Uh, I guess I feel like telling somebody that something's a cafe beer is it feels sort of like intriguing versus saying this is a beer to guard and I'm going to expo you on like all the things that like a beer to guard classically is, which this isn't because it has vanilla in it. Um, but I feel like those malt, I'll stop talking, but like the, the malt flavors to me, like lend super well to like 
this dessert element. Um, but this is actually a very like dry beer. Like it doesn't have in the fermentation, like residual sugars. Um, so okay. it ends up being kind of like dessert flavored, but not cloying or like big. And it's actually like really perfect for like pairing with like sweet dessert foods or like darker meats. Like it just kind yeah. of rides with that. So you, you remember how I said that we were going to save this for paired pine so we could pair it with food. Yeah, we got to fuck that guy. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I will fight you for this last can. <laughs> uh, we're going to be like, we're going to fight like Spock and Kirk. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, man, but this, this is, oh God. So, so before, uh, before you came on, um, we were talking, you know, before the podcast, we're going over the beers and we're like, we're reading the, uh, the description of it. And we're like 7.7 7, beer to guard, vanilla, chocolate malt. And, and it says in the description, you know, warm weather beer. We're like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I saw chocolate malt. I went, all right. I mean, maybe around the fire when the sun goes down. <laughs> this is super easy drinking. Yeah. This is dangerous at 7.7%. Yeah. 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 This is, um, this is really good. Um, the, the vanilla is coming through nicely. It has like, um, it has like a honey profile to it. Um, and with the chocolate malt, it just, this is like, this is like a dessert. I'm yeah. just like, I'm, I'm like, don't nobody touch this. Yeah. This, I, is, this is mine. my tiramisu. Yeah. Get away from me. But I like to think that it's like something you can actually like drink a whole glass of. Oh over. yeah. Like I, I can be interested in the stouts, like the big pastry stouts, but like, I never want more than like a little bit. Right. Yeah. I want to split a can with somebody. <laughs> this yeah. is, this would fall in. So we've coined, a couple. I mean, we've coined not not to brag, but you know, we've coined many terms on this podcast. Uh, you know, we have our lawnmower beers, and that's going to be like your Kolsch's, your Pilsners, your crispy boys that you're drinking out in the hot hot sun. Um, this would fall not in the lawnmower beer, but it would fall in the the category where you just got done mowing your lawn, you're looking over your land, and. You, you want to maybe you're maybe firing up the grill, getting ready, getting dinner ready. Maybe that outdoor fire pit's getting started up, too. And we like to call that the post Molon. <laughs> this would be a post Molon beer. Yeah, this is it's easy drinking, but it's also not like super he- like. Yeah, it's, it's not like, you know, your crisp beers, but it's still easy drinking enough that I'm going to sit back and enjoy like yeah. a little outdoor like celebrate celebration beer. This is kind of like. What I would do if I was having my family, you know, after mowing the lawn outside, enjoying dinner. There's a there's a little celebration going on next weekend, maybe that uh, that Dan and I will be at together and we might have to sneak off into the woods. Crack. a. I know we might <laughs> crack this one. <laughs> we're going to we're going to sneak away from Paired Pines and be like, oh, just don't tell them about it again. <laughs> we never. Oh, no, it. no. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about the weekend celebration oh, yeah. at the park. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have to We're sneak out in the woods like a couple trolls out there. Yeah, we might have like, to. God, this beer is so good. <laughs> Don't tell anyone we're over here. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be a cooler somewhere. Yeah, this is. I mean, this it it packs a ton of flavor. Um, that is all it, it all very well balanced. Works really well. Harmonious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's chocolatey. Like I said, it's chocolate, honey, vanilla. I mean, it's just like a it's just like a dessert beer, like you said, a pastry stout, but it's not something that weighs on you. I mean, come on. You got a little Tommy Clear beer in there. A little amber in there. Yeah. Love it. It's the color of our energy, yeah. is what I hear. God, we need more 311 <laughs> at our soundboard. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> I said that in my head, but I was... <laughs> That's all right. Tom, Tom's picking up. <laughs> um, yeah. It, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about this. This is uh, fantastic. Chocolate nice. malt in this is just... It's the real MVP for me. Like, I love this backbone of this beer, like the malt in it. Like, after taking the sip, I just sit back. It's like lingering on my palate. I'm like, this is just delightful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think this is the first. I mean, if you're going to define it under the, the beer to guard banner, I think this is the first beer to guard we've had on the podcast, right? Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, being like, <laughs> we've talked about getting this style on the podcast and then literally like, Last week we talked about it's like, it. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like a week or two. We weeks talked ago. about yeah, we talked about last week with Trauger because we did the Gradzitsky. Yeah, and uh, and I've the only other smoked beer like I've had. Or my first smoked beer was a smoked beer to guard from Kajahakan, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Neither here nor there. But uh, I was like, I don't ever see beer to guard anywhere. Yeah. Well, that's sort of like, so like untapped, you have to classify it X way. Um, and like, yes, the base of this beer is a beer to guard, but like, would I try to submit this to like a style judgment as a beer to guard? No, no. because it's not. Um, but uh, I think like, I am not a purist and I sort of just like seem like, I think that like I, I'm quite happy with this beer because I feel like uh, the beer to guard base can play really well with some extra dessert flavors that would never have been traditional in Belgium. I thought um, I heard uh, a little Baltimore guy. Will I classify as a beer to guard? Or no. Probably. I mean, I'm from the <laughs> Eastern Shore, um, but uh, get a couple beers in me and I can drop a real bomber. Yeah. Um, I thought I heard it taken through. I am looking forward to so like. They're like, it's, you know, we opened in April. I might do a couple like R and D stouts, but like, let's be real. Nobody wants to like really hit themselves with a pastry stout in 90 degree weather. So we just, we just checked untapped, which, you know, it's the most reliable source for all things, you know, of course, if I'm going to, if I'm going to pass any judgment on a beer, I want to make sure I go on untapped first to see what everyone else is thinking. Right. But you know, if you put any, any weight (laughs) into it, uh <laughs> when you look up this beer first thing you see we're gonna we'll call it a, a four you're getting a four you're 3.96 which beer territory yeah that's four that's a solid very solid that's basically a five for untapped because you know we don't ever give out fives <laughs> it'll ruin our rep bro nobody will think i'm a cool cicerone um but oh, yeah. the the, I, the second to, picture put this on yeah, yeah. Let's just, uh, we have to share it for the streamers. Sec, uh, wait, oh, who is that? Oh, I think I, uh, all right, hold on. Um, so yeah, we, uh, the second picture that you see, oh no, oh, remember, damn it, am I still on here? 
Oh, uh, did Tom leave? Yeah, I left. Yeah, hold, hold on. on. Tom's I'm, coming I'm back. back up. Don't worry. Remember, I couldn't. It wouldn't. My computer for some reason wouldn't let me share screen. Oh yeah, I got it. Yeah. Um, Don't re- worry, Tom. <laughs> I'm I'm back. I'm back, baby. Oh, look who it is. I'm back. <laughs> um, oh, look who shared it. Uh, this is a great picture, and hey, we'll uh, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll give him a, we'll give him a subtle nod here for this. Yeah. We got beer mighty things drinking this on the beach. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he only rated it four. You know, I would have probably given it a five, but you know, whatever. Uh neither here nor there. Look at that hitting all the notes here. He's on Fenwick Island. He's in he's in Delaware. Is that Delaware? That's Delaware, I think. I think Is Fenwick's it? it's Delaware or Maryland. I think it's Delaware. Yeah, uh, who knows? But look Fenwick at Island's in Delaware. Yeah. That's um, yeah, it's like just uh, north of the Maryland line. Like it's basically yeah. Ocean City, but Delaware. Yep. Yeah, that's what I thought it was. But yeah, I mean, a beach beer right here. I mean, this would definitely. I, I, I could see myself drinking this on the beach. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, old old uh, Imperial Stout Tom. Yeah, here. yeah. Tom, Tom no, likes no. to uh, get on there, get on the beach with a nice Imperial Stout and uh, Crowler, Crowler of Imperial Stout, oh, and uh, takes yeah. an Imperial Stout to the beach. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it flavored Imperial. I think it was Imperial Pastry Stout. Yeah, I was going to say it's an Imperial Pastry Stout. And he sat there and did his best walrus impression afterwards. Yeah. I always said, like, I felt like uh, I felt like uh, Danny DeVito's penguin at the end of the Batman movie. I was just I had just black coming out of me. I'm like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> he was just sitting there just like <laughs> slapping his belly like a walrus yeah. after just all bloated. <laughs> Uh, yeah, 32 ounces of, uh, I think it was like a 9%. It might have even been more. Yeah, it was, it was more. (laughs) It wasn't my, it wasn't my, uh, wasn't my best look. Uh, but you know, you do it. uh, Tom likes his stouts. I I do it for the love of the game. Yeah. Tom likes his stouts. Uh, do we get, uh, let's, uh, do we have any more questions for Katie? Um, you know what? While we're talking, I mean, we talked about beach beers. You want to talk about desert island beers? Yeah, let's yeah, let's, let's get do into. It. We haven't done this in a while. We haven't done our standard brewer questions. No, we have yet. not. So, um, we like to ask uh, what your desert island beer would be. Now, what's that? Sierra Nevada Paleo. All right, we didn't even have to. We didn't even have to. Do, you know, describe oh, no. anything. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect beer. Doesn't matter how old it is. Doesn't really matter what temperature it is. Ah oh, man, that's it's so true. Like, so true. Like, yeah, it's better when it's fresh and it's cold, but you can still drink it when it's like forty-five and oh, it's a so year true. old. It's gonna taste great. Oh man, I got I got a I got a fellow hop enthusiast over here with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Sierra Nevada has been brought up many times. I've said it. Uh, we've had a couple other brewers who have been yeah. like, yeah, I mean, there's definitely it's, it's not original, it. but it's a great fucking beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You really can't go wrong with that. And I mean, any any Sierra, yeah. name a bad Sierra Nevada beer. I mean, you can't you, yeah. can't you can't do it. You can't do it. Even the weird ones. Yeah. Even when they try like they, they dipped in the hazy. I was like, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not torpedo, but it's not bad. <laughs> It, it was just all the big breweries just took so long to get the hazies out because they were like, how can we get this shelf stable? Well, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like that, that's super tough. Like, uh, 
it's kind of interesting like you can actually like find the hell out of them like if you've created like stable haze then you can throw a whole bunch of stuff at it but it it won't stay like that the freshness of the like real microbrews like i think that that's almost impossible to yeah you can't at at the at that large scale you can't you can't recreate what they're doing no and i mean you you taste it and like we (laughs) We had we had Sly Fox on when they released their uh, Haze Fix, yeah, um, their twelve ounce that were go- was going on shelves, and then you had you know you had like Victory, like you had the big the big guys all started putting hazies out all at the same time. It was it Cloudwalker? Was that hazy uh, yeah. from Victory? Yeah, and I mean they were yeah they were good they were good. I mean Cloudwalker they had Cloudwalker in their tap rooms for a long time. Yeah. But it just took, I guess it just took so long to figure out how to make them shelf stable. Yeah, exactly. So it, it, it's always a, a very interesting um, conversation. Um, Dan, I think you, you want to use your, uh, you want to use up your, uh, your. Oh yeah. I always tried like, and true. My try and true is always asking uh, because I come from like a skateboarding background and back in the day in Thrasher magazine, there was always like your skater's favorite skater. They would interview a skateboarder and basically ask like, who was your idol growing up? Who was someone you looked up to? So I always, always like to ask like the brewer's favorite brewer. Like if there was a brewer or it could be either past, like, you know, someone who influenced you, you know, as you were coming up or somebody contemporary that you are just like, they're catching fire. Like, I feel like, yeah, you know, they're great. Like, who would you say is like your favorite brewer right now or past or present? That's a hard one. Um, I can't no memorable quotes. Um, but I think Fritz Maytag was, uh, from anchor. Um, I, anytime I like read a quote from him, I'm just like, it sends me into like this spiral of just like, well, that's the truth of being, um, <laughs> But I guess, like, really influential for me probably has to be, like, honestly, like, John Kimmich at The Alchemist. Um, uh, My, I I honestly think, like, my first Hazy IPA, New England IPA. Yeah. um, After I graduated college, this is, like, uh, I don't know. I'm like sometimes I feel kind of young, but I'm not really tired and I feel kind of old. Um, but uh, I took this like road trip after college with my now husband, and we the like the pub had been flooded out, but it was before they opened their production facility, and it was still in the time of like you could only get heady if you found a drop. Yeah. So, um, and and we were like. In college, like we've been like drinking like craft beer, like uh we were super into dogfish. Um my parents live like they they moved fifteen minutes away from Burley Oak. Okay. Um, okay. And uh <coughs> in that time Burley was like like so I would go, like twenty one year old me would go to Burley Oak with my growler, because that's like the laws at the time, like <laughs> part of what you did. And like get like English style porter, English style barley wine, and like brown ale, and and like those kind of beers from from Burley Oak, which oh, is like wow. a very different brewery now. Yep. <laughs> um, but um, that was like my that and Dogfish had like that like 
going to Burley and Dogfish were like my first like craft brewery experiences, like me going to a tap room. Um, and we've been drinking like Schlafly, and there was like the bar at our college that had like a nine dollar like you could get a shitty pizza and like a pitcher of Sam Adams or Fat Tire. Um, so like that was like craft beer for me. Uh, my grandparents live in like near Fort Collins, so like I actually like also went to like New Belgium like when I was super young as a drinker. I was just like, oh my god, this is cool. Um, but anyway, uh, we took this trip after college and we we're like, well, people up here think that hey, tapper is a hot thing these days. So like, I guess we'll try to get it. And we were there on like a weekday and it was raining and we went to some like random ass grocery store where like they said they were doing a delivery. The sandwich shop, right? Was it the yeah, sandwich I shop? Even know. It was in like Cabot, Vermont. It was like not even in like a place. Yeah. And, um, we were in like central Vermont at some random ass general store that like we looked up on the heady like delivery schedule like on Tuesday at 10 a.m. And we we're just like, well, we're here. So like, why not? <laughs> and like very casually went and got like an allotment of Fetty Topper. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, and then like, and they were like, you can only have two four packs. And we're like, well, that's a lot of beer. All right, that's fine. Um, I've never been like a trader either. And we like then ended up at our campsite, which was like on Lake Champlain. Like we were driving to like, we're on this trip. Went to like a campsite on Lake Champlain near Burlington and the weather broke and the sun came out and we started this fire and we're like making dinner and we open this can of Hetty Topper and it was like nothing I'd ever had before. And we we're just like, holy shit, this beer yeah. is so good. Um, and I think like in time since every time I've ever had a Hetty Topper, I get really nervous of like that's never going to be the same yeah yeah and uh i'm always like oh is it going to be as good as it was at one time um and it's like honestly still a fucking phenomenal beer still consistent every time i crack one uh and then like the the more i've gotten involved in like professional brewing um the alchemist they have hella perks for their employees they give back to their community like they're super invested in vermont and it's kind of like the beer is excellent and they use that to like pay for being a really great like community company uh so that i think is like there's other examples like that but like i really look up to them that's cool and that's yeah. that's a very original answer for, like yeah. we've never had the alchemist brought up here on the podcast and yeah. Uh, it, it rings uh, so much good nostalgia. I loved Hey Topper. Like I always yeah. get in that debate with people and I'm like, I'm the pro focal banger guy myself, but like yeah. between Hey Topper and focal banger, you're like, Oh, what's your favorite? I'm just like, ah, it's focal banger. But like, I, there's so much respect around Hey Topper because that was like cracking that beer. Oh, yeah. And cracking that beer and then looking at the can says, you know, drink from the can. Like mm-hmm. I had the glass in my hand. I was like, all right, I'll put the glass. Cause they didn't want you to see what it looked like. Yeah. I put the glass away yeah. and everything, and I'm just like, all right, I'll drink it from the can. And I'm like, God damn, from the can, this is so good. Yeah. Yeah, in classic uh, classic podcast fashion, uh, over Heady Topper or uh, or Focal Banger, Beezlebub. Uh, okay, yeah, Beezlebub guy. 
they're uh they're stout you know yeah, yeah. you know you guys awesome. want to talk about your your new england ipas but you know uh, don't sleep on their stouts yeah yeah i mean those are beers of like lawson's uh alchemist um like snowboarding i was always up in vermont and those were always the beers that were at the bars like if i didn't like anything on draft because they were mostly domestics and like you know sam adams and stuff they would always have like a refrigerator case behind the bar and they're like well we've got this lawson's and heady top yeah. or an alchemist i'm like i will yeah. have that yeah. <laughs> yeah. i will have all yeah. of that <laughs> uh, a very too. like high point for me he was very so uh before the pandemic, like in Pittsburgh, it was like the end of days. It was like February 14th, 15th. Um, Hop Culture did a festival, like one of their Juicy Bruce festivals here. Um, and had like uh, John Kimmich's from Pittsburgh. So they had like enticed him to like, like he'd been like invited to a bunch of events for them. But then like, I think it just whatever logistics didn't work out. So finally, like he came down for this event in like, uh like february before the pandemic and um i i he was very professional like he was like not giving anything away but like he uh like i got a heady topper like poured by john oh, and man. i was just like okay like it's been <laughs> I'm out. like i've arrived <laughs> like, this is all i really wanted <laughs> You got that uh, right next to your tried, wedding like, photo. <laughs> yeah, we came over to Dancing Gnome's booth like later on in the night and like tried like our beer at me and Andrew was just like, oh my god, I don't drink that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll have a I'll have a glass of that lustra. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um Dan, we're uh we're up against it here. Let's uh do final thoughts on this beer and I feel like we've gushed enough about yeah. it. I mean there's this, this is kind of a first for the podcast. Dan did not save a final sip for. I usually save a final sip, and I had it in here, and we started talking about Heady Topper, and I was just getting so thirsty. <laughs> but uh, this is it's probably one of the more unique beers we've had on the podcast in a, in quite some time. Um, love the chocolate malt in there. It's it's present, but it's not too heavy where I would consider it like more of the darker beers, but it gives it a nice solid malt backbone. I love the vanilla in it. And it is like a lighter, more dessert beer for like, I would say like eating outside, like right after mowing the lawn or hanging out at the beach. This would be like, this is a beer I can probably go a couple rounds for. I'm really deceptively 7.7% though. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that would be the only knock against it. It's like, you're going to get two beers deep and you're going to be like, all right, I'm feeling a little loose. I might mow the lawn again. <laughs> <laughs> I might do it with a couple, a pair of kitchen shears. <laughs> you know what? I might just put the, I might put the blades yeah. up a little bit and just, ma- you know, give it that nice fade. Like yeah. where it's like the dark light, dark light, you know, let's get, let's get some nice lines in here. Yeah. I'll get some nice lines yeah. in there. I'll make it look like a baseball field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I don't know what else I could say that hasn't already been said. I know. Um great beer. Um Thanks. we will certainly you will will certainly be sliding in your DMs again like hey, maybe send us out some uh cafe beer. Can we get another <laughs> saggy box of cafe beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, did you get a hop shipment in? <laughs> you should you should write on the like the on the side of it, not a kidney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not a 
Not hazard. Totally <laughs> yeah. not hazardous material. <laughs> totally not organs. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, that about does it for the podcast. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much, Kay, for coming on. Like yeah, the beer has so just been top notch. Um. I mean, I don't think we've ever had a bad experience with the Pittsburgh man. Pittsburgh is just going off with their beers. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. Dan hates the the coleslaw, but yeah, loves the beer. Coleslaw sucks. Beer's great. <laughs> you don't have to eat the coleslaw. You don't. You can have alcohol food. Tell that to Permani brothers. I don't know them. All the <laughs> all those other Yinzers are like, oh, you don't like. They're coleslaw. in bed with icy light. <laughs> <laughs> now, big icy, icy light, light, big coleslaw. That's pretty good stuff. It's icy mango. Oh, icy mango. Icy mango slushy. Oh, all right. All right. Was it Necromancer's got the icy no. light cooler, right? They have a cooler of like icy light variations at their brewery uh, or something. Uh, maybe. I haven't been around in a little while. Um, we would love to have an icy mango slushy machine. Um, we're doing a boiler maker that is uh, icy mango and Maggie's Farm rum. They make falernum, which is just like lime, almond like liqueur uh and so we do like an icy mango and a shot of fornum and that shit is bomb you know uh katie has said a lot on the podcast that she's not a purist but i'm an icy light purist don't put no flavors in my (laughs) god dang icy light i don't need it there's one thing that goes honestly i didn't know the only flavor that goes with icy light is permani brothers i didn't know an icy mango no and i don't want it I didn't know Iron no, City like, had so anything you else. Try the icy mango, uh, which is good. Yeah, I honestly I saw Necromancer. I think it was Necromancer's post, and they showed a cooler, and it was all like these different Iron City beers. I was like, I didn't know they had yeah. other beers other than icy light. Icy light, yeah. I was like, there was like eight different beers in there. I'm like, yeah. what? <laughs> they have a they have like a premium lager. It uh, all right. Well, <laughs> Jen. Um, why close your mind to flavor town yeah come on to flavor town all right well i mean i'm not gonna go against flavor town you never go against triple d man no no nope you never never disagree with the frosted tips nope you can you can like like i firmly believe you can like the old school styles of beer because they're incredible because how would they have survived this long if they weren't incredible but I see mango's pretty fucking good. <laughs> All right, Sam, I am well, we'll, about to uh, shove some green eggs and ham in you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna eventually. Dan and I are gonna take a trip out to Pittsburgh. We've been we've been talking about it. One day we're gonna. If I try icy mango, you're gonna you're gonna get coleslaw on your sandwich. Uh, I mean, all right, you get icy mango. I'll get coleslaw on my sandwich. Um, I, I don't might... even know. I don't even know. I've heard that. What's your thing is you don't uh, you don't like mayo, but it's not mayo. Yeah, Dan. Dan has something. I like vinegar based uh, coleslaw. Yeah, Which right. that's what vinegar. Um, that's what their coleslaw is. Uh, I thought it was cream based because no. when I saw, it, I asked him, I was like, "Is this mayonnaise based or vinegar?" They're like, "Oh, it's mayonnaise based." I went, "No, no." So there's an excellent barbecue vendor here in Pittsburgh, um, Blowfish Barbecue, run by this guy named Hootie, and he has a vinegar based coleslaw on a smoked brisket mac and cheese. I don't want to be with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a hoodie and a blowfish. <laughs> Get a whole blowfish rack of ribs. <laughs> uh, yeah, he does smoke ribs. And Do the dolphins make him cry? <laughs> if you eat 
this food. Like it's it'll make you want to hold my hand. I'll take you to the promise. (laughs) Gotta come to Pittsburgh. Oh, I do. I do like a good uh, vinegar based slaw. And I moved. I moved away from Pittsburgh way too early. You did. You did. It was. It was not nearly as cool. (laughs) Pretty solid. I we. There was nothing. There was nothing there when I was there. Yep. <laughs> just just rampant college alcoholism. Yep. <laughs> yep. There was South Side and chain restaurants. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> still there, but we got more now. Hey, we're rolling rock. <laughs> Y'all. Latrobe. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Let's get Katie out of here. Um, right. Katie, thank you for for doing this and sending us your beer. Do you got uh, anything to plug for uh, Coven? Anything coming up? Um, one fest we got coming up is, uh, it's not just us. It's like, uh, almost 50 breweries. Um, Pittsburgh makes culture is a new festival on okay. July 30th. And it's a big celebration of like Cezanne makes culture beers. Um, and it's like hosted near Pittsburgh. Uh, that's going to be really bomb. There's a lot of cool breweries from all this, like all around the country. Um, Dre Fontaine is coming also. Uh, so I think tickets for that are like pghmixedculture.com, maybe, might be Pittsburgh. Um, but regardless, that's going to be a super cool fest. Otherwise, um, we're open Tuesday through Sunday and love to see people. Get out there. Get, get out, out to there. Lawrenceville. Got you go down, go, go downtown and take a right. And then you're there. Basically. Yeah. You got to, you, you, you get, uh, you know, you can you gotta work on your vowels. I'm still working on it too. Cause again, I'm from Baltimore, but like, you can push, yeah. you can Bal- push Baltimore and Delco have like a downtown. very, symbi- like, like the, yeah, they have a very like symbiotic, uh, like accent accent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like the, the A and the H are like less. Oh, they're more like downtown. Downtown. Yeah. It's it's like A H. Yeah. A H. We got yeah. Wawa up here. You guys got Royal Farms. <laughs> no, I got Sheets. Oh, dude. Oh, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, my God. Baltimore. Baltimore's got Royal Farms. Yeah. Royal Farms is producing up here like a like an invasive species. Oh, I love it. I they're love just going it. like right next door to every Wawa. In the I, okay. I'm from the Eastern Shore. I grew up on Wawa. My dad is from Glen Olden. Uh, oh, okay. I grew up in Falcroft. And Delco. Delco. I actually super love Wawa, but Royal Farms has grown on me as an adult because at Rofo, you can get a fuck ton of fried chicken. So their chicken strips stink. Oh, uh, I love the strips. This, no, I've never had every strip I've ever gotten there is rubbery. Oh, nah. The fried chicken, great. It's a gas station. Like, what do you want? You need to be hammered well, to go. There. Well, if you're going to get a get gas the station, they're like, yo, the spicy we nuggets. only do chicken. Heat up a they're tender the right way. Chicken is their claim to fame. So, like, uh, what they have opened in, like, South... I used to live in South Baltimore. Um, before, like, right after I left, there was this walk-up window that opened that I went back down to visit a friend of mine for his birthday, and I was like, we're going back to his house, like, drunk at 2 a.m., and they opened this walk-up window, like a Rofo window, <laughs> open to, like, 4 a.m., and I was like, stop the car. <laughs> Um, all right, we're gonna get out, we're gonna get fried chicken, we're gonna walk home. All right, well, this is a <laughs> thanks, Corey. Uh, Corey McDonald, uh, old realtor Corey. Oh man, Corey, yeah, Corey coming here. in, coming in late. Time. All right, 
Um, guys, um, subscribe, rate, review, you know, the deal, follow, rate, review, whatever. Uh, mm. You know, the, you, you know everything. Support us, whatever. Uh, Dan, you know how I feel about you. I love you. Always have. <laughs> uh, social media, everything. Best Best Friends Pod, Best Best Friends P.O.D. <laughs> Uh, and Coven, uh, what are your socials? It's at Coven Brewing, I believe. Yeah. Are you guys? Coven.brewing on Instagram is our main thing. Coven.brewing. Okay. Yeah. So, guys, give them a follow. Uh, website is at Covenbrewing.com or Covenbrewing PGH.com. PGH.com. Ooh, okay. Nice. All right. There you go. Uh, guys, uh, you know, it's not goodbye forever. It's just. And always remember. Uh, in your heart of hearts, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. That was the Clinton family. No, we're never done doing that. Not Not until justice is served. Um, (laughs) all right, everybody. Uh, best, best friends podcast episode one twenty. One twenty. Yeah, we'll go with that. One twenty. We out. See. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Hang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalette, a cluggalette. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's the one for me Best Best Friends Pod Hosted by Dan and Tom Cindy Crawford's a fan How could you go on? So many pods up there Were it the ones for me Epstein is still alive And listens to Best Best Friends Pod